0: Welcome again to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. You can do better.
1: Come on. You can do better. I heard you
0: do better. Welcome to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. It's pronounced too odd. I'm standing sideways. This went bad. And we're back. What is up, everybody? Oh, the. 20th
1: episode of the Babbleheads podcast.
0: Holy moly, is this really the 20th? It is. Can you believe it? So, no. (laughs) (laughs) Good back and forth going so far here. This is the tradition of Babbleheads. One of us has to do really poorly at least once per episode. Exactly. (laughs) Your brain just kind of stopped and glitched a second. You're like, "Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, it's, if we didn't do that, then it would prove that, that we were editing the podcasts. Yeah, If we didn't, if we didn't <laughs> yes. make any mistakes, all right, I'm going to put this on the record. Everyone listening, if we start an episode and don't make any mistakes, we're lying to you. <laughs> yes, there, you've <laughs> been th- had by an elaborate ruse <laughs> <laughs> all along. All along, we've been planning to edit everything. <laughs> yes,
1: suddenly it's going to go from sounding like it does now. To sounding like slightly polished garbage <laughs> and you'll be like there's something fishy here yes
0: <laughs> who who put a shine on this turd this is t- impossible
1: <laughs> but uh yeah so i'm i'm a little bit nervous right now i took a, a big leap of faith
0: that i probably shouldn't have yeah you're gonna come home and i mean no big deal your house is gonna be on fire Ha,
1: now that you say that, it makes me even feel even worse.
0: A blaze is the word. Yeah, so I did... Engulfed?
1: uh, Yeah, I did crate training with my dog since he's a puppy. And the golden number, they say, is two years of crate training while you're out of the house. And they should be good outside of the crate.
0: Hopefully he'll just go into his crate and hang out with the door open. That'd be great, but... That'd be... (laughs) Crate.
1: but I'm slightly concerned because as i'm backing out of the driveway he knows how to stand up on the door and push the curtains aside and i just see his face like watching
0: me back I, up i saw him do that the other day i came by yeah. and i hear Whoosh, and I, yeah. I i look thinking you were looking at me through the window and i just see dog face So yes. i was like
1: oh yes so uh i don't know if like he'll be like well i guess i just better lay down or if he's like Freedom, freedom. And he's not quite two years old yet, so it might be a little early. So you're jumping the gun. Yeah, but I'm also, you know, these episodes are only an hour, so it's not going to be too long. But still, it's, I don't, I want to make it clear I don't feel bad when I leave him in the crate. It's more of a, ooh, excuse me, an even selfish-er reason of why More, I want to leave him yeah. out of the crate. Just, yeah. Just ignore it. Just roll over it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Grammar means Huh? <laughs> Grammar no. Um, but so I'm being a little bit selfish because his crate is huge. And I'd very like it. Wow. Grammar is not your strongest. No, today. apparently I have yet to wake up at like two o'clock today. But uh it's very huge in my
0: very small apartment oh what you're trying to tell me is you want to get rid of the crate i do oh Uh, man i don't think it's likely i mean you'd be losing the biggest shelf in your whole apartment
1: yeah i know where would i put all the other junk that i don't need (laughs) but yeah so that's my thought is i might ease him into it a little bit and see how he does but my greatest concern is every door in the apartment is the pocket door and he knows how to open the pocket door Right. He just slams his nose into it until it goes far enough (laughs) that he can pull it to the side. So ideally, he would stay in the bedroom. However, he... Realistically. Realistically, he proceeded to do that anyway. So I'm like, well, if maybe he just wants to be out here, I can keep him out of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Because I wouldn't like him to using my purple bed as a chew
0: toy. Yeah, that's probably... I mean, no big deal. $1,000 chew toy. Yeah, no
1: big deal. But the issue with the main room, my office slash entertaining area slash living room slash kitchen slash dining room, (laughs) the stove is there and he can get up on the stove and has in the past turned the stove on. So now I am sitting here freaking out just a
0: modest amount. Did you leave anything on the stove that could burn? Maybe? Why would you... I completely forgot about it until I got here. If you were planning to leave him alone, if the thoughts you're having is, I'm going to leave my dog alone in my apartment, and he knows how to turn on the stove, the first thing I would think is, maybe I ought to empty the stove of all the things that are on it. So maybe, but I also did
1: think about it a little bit, because there were some dirty knives on the side of the counter. I put those in the sink that he can't reach them. So I thought a little bit. But the stove, I completely spaced about. Dirty knives on the counter. I have Bachelor life. Yeah, I have some very dirty dishes that I don't want to say how long have been gone unclean.
0: Oh, boy. Bachelor but, life, baby.
1: Hey, I don't have a dishwasher. I mean, you do. His name is Corey. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Corey is not a very good dishwasher. I mean, nope. he used to be when he worked as an actual dishwasher, but... I'm not getting paid to wash the dishes. So. It sounds like uh, at
0: some point you're just going to have to hire a housekeeper. Mhm. I did some research on that actually because I hate cleaning. Yep. And my wife is not a big fan of cleaning either. Yeah. So, I looked at it and it's like it depends on the the person you hire, but in our area it ranges from 40 to 120 a week depending on the services you ask them to do. Mhm. So, I assume that if I had them come in do, the di- do whatever dishes are there, vacuum, dust, clean the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Not, don't have to worry about doing my laundry or anything like that. That's mm-hmm. fine. But like tidy up a little dust, do the, do the bathroom cleaning. Yeah. You know, the stuff that I never get around to. It probably cost me like a, probably like 75 bucks a week. hmm I don't have to have it done every week. hmm So maybe like once every two weeks. So 150 bucks a month. Yeah. And I never have to clean again.
1: Yeah, so don't get me wrong. I have nothing against that. That's not even a but car. I payment.
0: also feel like
1: asking someone to clean your dishes is a very slippery slope. I guess in my position where I don't have a dishwasher, it's not so bad. But I mean, man, you all you got is a got to throw it in the dishwasher. Come on.
0: That is spoken like someone who truly doesn't have a dishwasher, because I dishwashers dishwasher do make it easier. Years. They do make uh-huh. it easier, but. You still have to rinse them and you have to make sure they actually get in there. The problem is, is that people who also live in this house with me don't rinse their, rinse their dishes yes. and put them in. Mm. So it's the dishwasher is super effective if you just, when you're done with whatever you're doing, go to the sink, quick rinse it off so it's not stuck on, yeah, and just chuck it in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry about stuff piling up in the sink. None of that. It just goes right in and comes out clean. Yeah. That doesn't happen in my house. Mm-hmm. So just today, in fact, I spent 45 minutes in front of the sink rinsing dishes because everything was stuck to them.
1: Yeah, I have a good one to two hours of dishes to do because it's stuff that's been stuck on. So it's like, yeah, yeah like I have to sort the stuff that needs to soak for a while and the stuff that I can wash right away. So it's, these it's dishes have way.
0: only sat for like three days. Mm. What's not not nice. three months.
1: Not that long. Come on.
0: I mean, I'm, you know, glass houses. Yeah. So I'm not going to judge you.
1: <laughs> True. And you shouldn't. But back to having somebody help you out. I don't know if asking them to do dishes is the best use of that time. But stuff like sweeping and dusting and Yeah, everything. I guess
0: I could do my own dishes if I didn't have to worry about, like, tidying up little things and and yeah. vacuuming and cleaning the toilet and... Toilets. I often forget that I have a second bathroom upstairs and that only gets cleaned like once every six months. Cut to horror soundtrack. <laughs> with no shaky pictures. No, it's
1: not that bad. A spider cross crawls across the floor.
0: I mean, there are spiders in that bathroom. Fun. Yeah. We have those, um the cellar Spiders, which are like the they look like daddy long legs, but yeah. they have a longer body. Uh-huh. And um They've been in the house since we got the house. Yeah. It's just an old house in the middle of the woods type of thing that happens. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, they live in that bath. There's, like, probably three of them in that bathroom right now, I bet yeah. Spiders aren't bad. They don't bother me that much because they kill things that I like exactly. less. Exactly.
1: They get a really bad rap, but if people knew all the things spiders do for them... Well, actually, cellar spiders in match.
0: particular uh-huh. are extremely efficient at killing a lot of things. Believe it or not. Oh? Like yes, what? Many pests
1: mice no not (laughs) mice
0: oh the mice the horror the horror
1: (laughs) continue on with what basement spiders kill before we get to the horror
0: uh they kill okay this might be something that people disagree with me on but i hate moths okay i hate them
1: yeah they're not
0: fun they're my least favorite uh winged thing
1: (laughs) really yes on all the list of winging things, like bats, mm-hmm. or yellow jacket bees, yep, or bees in general. Moths. Harmless moths.
0: Yep. Yep. Wow. I don't know why. It's just a thing. Okay. I would sooner swat a bee than swat a moth. I don't know why. It's weird, right? Weird. Yeah, I'm weird. I'll admit that. Have you ever been
1: stung by a bee? Yeah, a bunch of times. Okay cuz i think that that sounds like something someone who hasn't been stung by a bee would say have you ever
0: been pincered by a moth that can't happen sure can no little pincer headed moths absolutely oh well that one specific moth there's there's more than one specific pincer headed moth there's one in pennsylvania called the devil moth uh-huh and it's like 2 inches long and it uh-huh. has like inch pincers and they hurt have you been stung by a pincer moth before? yes where in pennsylvania Oh. Uh-huh. I used to go to camp there. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I watched a kid eat one there. Yeah, for a dollar. Camp? Yes. Like, like summer camp. Like grenades camp. No. <laughs> actually, fat camp? Actually, it was church camp. Ah, uh, fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. So back to the horror.
0: Yes, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: still around the Halloween time. So let's talk about
0: the horror. Yeah, so. We have mice in our house, we, mm-hmm. which is to be expected. We, our house is 100 years old. Everyone and,
1: around here, even new houses, has it, mice in their house. Yeah.
0: For the most part, everybody ends up with mice at some point or another because we live in the middle of nowhere. And in particular, this area, for whatever reason, is very prone to field mice.
1: Maybe because there's lots of fields? <sighs>
0: Perhaps <laughs> agriculture. Goodness gracious, how could it be? So uh, we have some issues with mice going. Yeah. Um. Go on. I, I I don't know if I want to. <laughs> this is digging up some painful wounds that are not healed yet. Um. We had a, a slight issue, um, when we went the last time to turn our oven on i was going to cook some brownies and that sounded Mm. so good i really (laughs) wanted some brownies so bad so i mixed it up and everything we're ready to go ready to make the brownies we're preheating the oven we're ready Mm. the oven wasn't ready (laughs) it was it was not prepared so in about five minutes during the preheat start to smell a smell and we're like What is that stink? That's a unique brand of stink. And then in about five more minutes, we're like, <laughs> "What? What is going on?" What began as mildly interesting became
1: it became horribly obtrusive. And then
0: we we had not discovered yet what it was. Yeah. We didn't we didn't associate that smell with a smell that ovens make. <laughs> <laughs> and well, so I mean, your
1: oven doesn't always make that smell.
0: So we opened it. To see if it was the oven, and I was confronted with cooked mouse pee and poop smell. Ugh. Directly in my mouth.
1: <laughs> and it's all that steam, so yeah. it's just wow. It was
0: pee steam.
1: Like, if you slowed down time, I'm sure you would have seen steam. Yellow your steam. gasp, <laughs> and it just going straight
0: up your nostrils. <laughs> and uh, needless to say, that kind of killed the brownie mood. Uh, No, So after much research and consultation, we basically have figured out that once mice get into your oven, the oven is pretty much shot. You can can clean the inside, and you can still cook in it, but every time, because there's insulation around the oven box, every time that mice get into an oven, it's almost guaranteed that they've soiled the insulation, which means that you can clean it all you want, and it's safe to eat stuff out of it, Mm -hmm. but... Every time you turn it on, it's going to smell like that.
1: Yes. And it kind of brings us back to a point I was trying to make with the housekeeper is that there are ways to fix it where you have to disassemble the entire machine. Yes. Remove everything that's soiled. Yes. Clean it. Replace it. And then replace the foam with either spray foam or a pli- applicable foam and then somehow patch the holes so they don't get back in yep. and hope that all that works, which is that's a lot of work. Yeah, that, like I think somewhere online they said that's like eight to ten hours of work with an experience with a pro- for a professional. Yeah, yeah. like that's a, and that that, which point, is why
0: just about every appliance repairman that I saw talking about this mm-hmm. said throw it in the garbage. Yeah, because so somebody
1: that literally needs you to be like, I want to get this fixed. Well, the problem is, is, is
0: an appliance repairman is going to charge fifty to seventy five dollars an hour for yeah. labor, and by the time you pa- you pay ten hours of labor, that's five hundred to seven hundred fifty dollars of just labor not including parts yep. so you're looking at like anywhere from $700 to $1000 to have it fixed and a new oven is $600 well that's and i mean that's I, to me somebody that's
1: willing to say listen i'll take your money but you better just go and get a brand new one yeah that's you know i could have actually a if nice like, thing to say yeah like, if a stove repair uh, stove salesman was like you know you're never getting that out you should just replace that Okay, that's a little suspicious. But someone
0: who fixes appliances for a living is like, yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, don't bother. No, don't do that. And that's something that I want to get to the point
1: where I think a lot of people forget that your time is valuable.
0: Yeah, for sure. And
1: everybody's like, well, I'll just do it myself or I'll fix it or this, that, and the other. And it's like, a lot of people look at things as a waste of time and it's like, that's, If you're magically as fast as the repairman, 10 hours of your life, you're never going to get back. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, is it really worth it at that point where, especially in this case, you don't even know if it's going to work.
0: Yeah. And there's always the chance that I put the oven back together incorrectly and it starts on fire the next time I use it.
1: Yeah. That's one of those appliances where it's like, I'm not going to mess with that. Yeah. Could I? Definitely. I I think you and I both have the capacity the to do something like what,
0: that. No, the technical what? No. The technical
1: know-how? Maybe not the technical know-how completely, but enough to get our way into it and find out what we need. Yeah, probably true. You know, the internet is an amazing thing for yeah, that.
0: YouTube it. How but, to disassemble an oven.
1: But again, that's a risk.
0: Yeah. No doubt about it. Definitely. I uh, I think I've come to the conclusion that uh, I'm screwed and need to buy a new oven. Yeah. Which I feel
1: for him, man. That sucks. If it ever got in my oven at my apartment, that would be like a nightmare. Yours is going to
0: be more than six hundred because it's a small size. Yeah, it's and like you'd have to special order it, and it well, would just be.
1: I think they still sell them because I believe they make them for campers. Is that's what that specification size is for?
0: They they do make them, but they're I think more. Like I said, Probably. I think they're more for that size. And it my is, you pay more for less in that yeah, case, and
1: it is just so small
0: it's like it's comically small it like my toaster oven's bigger than your oven yeah
1: I think. you have to learn how to cook in it because it cooks things so fast because it gets so so hot.
0: i'm not super bummed like i'm i'm bummed that I have to spend the money because I don't want to spend the money mm-hmm. but I wouldn't mind a new oven with convection and stuff that'd be kind of cool yeah until the mice get back into the new one well I'm gonna have to do some serious mouse proofing I've got about hundred and fifty dollars on my amazon cart right now uh-huh that's um, weather, new weather stripping for my doors yeah. so that I can try and seal all the, seal all the gaps up there. Um, I've, oh gosh, lunch is coming back to bite me. Um, I've got, I'm going to seal my gaps. I'm going to put out new traps all mm. over the place. I've been very seriously considering getting the multi-kill. Oh, it's not in my cart right now, but it, it might end up in there, but I've got uh, more mouse traps and I've got, uh. Oh what else did I put in there? um oh the sonic ultrasonic repellents and I want to see if those do anything yeah um I've heard mixed reviews some people say they're amazing some people say they're junk
1: yeah I uh you know I don't have a problem with killing mice if it's a quick like end
0: yeah. That's why I don't glue traps are glue a no traps no. are horrible. No, yeah, glue traps are a no in my house.
1: Yeah, uh, my father used one once, and I had to put the mouse out of its misery after it bit me when I tried to remove it from the trap. And I went to him with all the. Did glue you go traps get a rabies shot afterwards? They actually they don't carry any of that stuff. Oh really? Yeah, I went to the nurse where, where we used to work, and she's like, "You should be fine. Just keep an eye on it because they're not infection, like, mostly, yeah. right?" So then, um. I went to my dad with all the glue traps because I was still living at home, and I go, if I find another one of these in your house while you're sleeping, I'm going to come into your bedroom and <laughs> stick, stick it, it, to, it your face. to your face, or chest, and genitals. <laughs> it's going on
0: your nuts, bud. Because there's no reason to be cruel.
1: They're not any more effective than yeah. anything else.
0: So I only use the snap traps, and I would be okay with that multi-kill. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who wants to know what the multi-kill is, it's basically a uh, an electrified kill house for mice. Yes. They walk inside. It's got a shock platform. When they step on it, it electrocutes them. They instantly die. And then a trap door opens and they drop down into a bucket <laughs> underneath and it holds 10 mice. It's a hor- horrific thing to think about
1: in terms of like if that happened to people. <laughs> like that's some saw shit right there. Yeah. Well,
0: it is called the multi-kill. Yeah. Um, but so do mice freak you out? No, they don't freak me out. They just they they're just a nuisance. I don't I wouldn't even I mind even if they can, were in my house. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that they wreck my shit.
1: Yeah, so that's my thing is I don't understand how anyone could live growing up around here and be freaked out by mice. No, I don't freak me Cause
0: out. Cuz it's just like a a normal thing. I remember from, I would be freaked out if I saw a rat.
1: Yeah, rats are nasty, bro.
0: That's what I'm saying. But if you grew up in New York City, you'd be like, it's just a rat. Yeah, yeah probably. But cockroaches, uh, if I saw cockroaches uh, in my house, I'd be like
1: <laughs> Uh, down in Florida when we used to go to, when we go down there, uh
0: they got cockroaches.
1: Yeah, cuz it's and, uh,
0: what the the perfect climate for them. Yeah,
1: and it's just nasty. Uh I'll never forget the time I was down there, and one crawled across my hand, and I had just had knee surgery, and I jumped, and oh man, that caused me physical pain. (laughs) The agony. But, oh, cockroaches, man. But, again, mice, I used to save them when I was little. Mm. You know, I'd find them, I'd catch them, and I'd take them outside. I'd do the same thing with snakes, garden snakes. I used to catch those, throw them in a bucket, and take them down to the pond, let them go.
0: Yeah. We used to tie snakes in knots. It's horrible. It's actually not. Nah, it doesn't hurt them. You don't tie them tight, but you like tie them in a knot. You set them down on the ground, and it's pretty amazing. You have never seen this, have you? No,
1: but it sounds like something very serial killer.y
0: Okay, well maybe I'm a little serial killer.y Then, but either way, you set them on the ground. You don't like you don't like yank on them like a shoestring, but like you just twist them up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then when you set them down on the ground, they're the knot that you just made stays right in place. It doesn't move as they slither out of it. Hmm. it's super super cool because they just kind of like and the knot just stays right there and then eventually their tail just kind of goes whoop and it's out
1: Hmm. interesting
0: yep so you're not
1: afraid of snakes either no
0: yeah well i mean at a certain point yes i mean at
1: some point everybody (laughs) realistically should be afraid of snakes. if they go
0: yeah because we do have those around here we have timber rattlers around here
1: yeah if you're walking and you see a snake that's a garden snake no big deal but if something comes up and it's got fangs, like, an inch long, <laughs> any reasonable person should be like...
0: Because we do have mm-hmm. water snakes and stuff around here that are that can get pretty big.
1: Yeah, but water snakes aren't poisonous. Yeah,
0: but they're feet long. Yes, they're and huge they're, they're and sketch.
1: They're, they're full of uh, bacteria. Right. So that's what... You get bit by one of those things. The thing you have to worry about is infection. Yeah. So... I mean, just think about what those things do. They eat junk, (laughs) like rats (laughs) and stuff that's probably rotting. So, like, just imagine what their mouth is like. (sighs) No thanks. Uh, What other crazy wildlife we got around here? Coyotes and coy dogs are pretty bad this year. Yeah. Uh, I hear them a lot closer, and now with the dog... Yeah, uh, I let him out in his little fenced-in area, and I'll hear him bark, and then I'll hear oh, woo, 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 or whatever that is, maybe something a little bit better of an interpretation than that. Yeah, that's pretty shit. Or like, Whoop. I don't know, whatever, I'm not even going to try at this point. But then I <laughs> see something move, like, a hundred yards out, I'm like, get in here,
0: get in here now! <laughs> He'd be fine, he could take a coy dog.
1: Yeah, well, I think the thing with coyotes and coy dogs... Coy dogs obviously come from coyotes that have mated with uh, domesticated animals. I don't think a coyote would take a dog unless it's like, you know, starving or whatever like that. I don't think they work that way.
0: I I honestly don't know enough about them.
1: Neither do I. I do know that coyotes are actually extremely smart. And uh, the problem with coyotes...
0: The more you kill, the more babies yes. they have. That is like a superpower. Yeah, it's pretty. It's nuts. it is an actual thing, and a lot of people don't realize that when you, because they actually have a a natural defense mechanism that when as their population decreases, the females produce more eggs. Yeah. So I have to ask you. So their litter size increases. Yeah. Your
1: thoughts on a word? Uh, okay. In regards to female dogs. Is it weird to you that people still use the word bitch in, like, common
0: tongue regarding yeah. female dogs? Because that's what it is. It Yes, it is, but to me it'd be the same as if someone said that they were going out to smoke a fag. Yeah, I don't know. I think... That's at least old enough that it's like. But that's what I'm saying. It's it that It falls into the same category for me of being kind of weird and out of yeah. place in modern conversation.
1: But modern conversation today, like breeders and people that are big in the dog world, it never was like a thing in the past. It's always been common. So like, <laughs> it's just, it's weird how culture can take a word and
0: make it nothing what it's supposed to be yeah these things happen all the time though so like if you go anywhere in america right Mm -hmm. and you ask for fish and chips you know what you're gonna get right Mm -hmm. everyone knows that fish and chips is fish and french fries that's what fish and chips is but if you ask for a burger and chips Mm -hmm. you get a burger with potato chips so why is it that chips only applies to french fries when it's when it's preceded by fish and,
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: But that's what I'm. So we have all these really weird idioms that emerge through culture and change over time that make either no sense or just are weird. True.
1: What's another example of a weird food? Riggies. I mean, that's a bit a little bit of a local thing, but that's just rigatoni. Like, it's weird to me. Have you ever gone somewhere other than New York and gotten Riggies? Because they exist.
0: I've never ordered Riggies anywhere other than New York. They are
1: just usually just rigatoni in, like, normal sauce. So it's weird that it's such a culture shock, like, around here. Riggies are a definite, defined thing.
0: Garbage plates are another thing that you yeah. really only get around this area.
1: That's I mean, that's, that's just crazy to me that somebody would, like, think... That's marketing 101 right there, that that even works. What would you like to eat? You know what? That garbage plate, man. I've been thinking about it for a long time. It's like... Don't order that anywhere but here. Yeah, when is that like... That's like the dishwasher special, man. You know what the dishwasher special is? Yeah, it's like... That's not something that people want to eat. It's a joke. But nope, garbage plates are definitely a thing. And uh, my cousin makes a mean garbage plate. Yeah. yeah Yeah he uh, used to work at a bar And he would make everything from scratch Every part of it So he would make uh, You know like a chili dog sauce Which is mostly like uh, Yeah it's like brown a thin beef a Thin chili Yeah um, He made one that was like I asked him how he made it And he goes well first you gotta make a roux And I'm like okay you could stop right there <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm like holy crap <laughs> This has gone
0: too far We've escalated from 0 to 5,000 yeah, right in us. Well, bit. first you got to make a roux. Oh,
1: well, you know what? <laughs> you know, I think I, and the at that hell point that. at that point that was way beyond my cooking Is it, level.
0: Isn't a roux just like a gravy?
1: Yeah, so, so I've never made gravy cuz I don't like gravy. But yeah, it's just got some flour in it and oil. Yeah. And okay. Well, that's not a big deal then. I no, can make a roux. But I'm just like I'm like First step, do something I'd really never even heard of before. <laughs> okay, you've just gone way past me. And I mean, he is a skilled chef, um, but he did that. And then like the ch- the chicken tenders. And I mean, obviously he didn't make the ketchup and the mustard, but he puts it all together and, you know, stacked it all up in this styrofoam box. Even though you're eating in, you get the carry out thing because it's just like 10 pounds of stuff thrown together. And it was so good, man. It nice. Was so good.
0: Nice. So, do you think your house is on fire yet?
1: Why do you have to remind me that? <laughs> Definitely going to have to go home right after this recording. No axes today. There I'm-
0: wouldn't be anyway. Our target is demolished. That's true. That's your fault. Well, I mean, I'm not going to totally deny culpability on this one <laughs> i did i did huck a magnificently giant axe at it pretty hard
1: yeah i i have to wonder if the viewers are getting well not viewers the listeners are getting a little sick sick of axes well you know you get you you come for a shitty podcast and you, get <laughs> you, what gets you get what you get <laughs> um but yeah so not to toot our own horn or anything but you know? we Ooh. As Bryson's sitting in the creakiest chair on earth, but uh, our target got destroyed around the bullseye pretty quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no bullseye left on our target anymore.
1: And I put a knife through it, and then you proceeded a couple throws later to put an axe through oh. the target. And we're <laughs> the like, the whole mm. axe went through. <laughs> this might not be safe anymore. You... So
0: then we continue to throw more at it.
1: Yeah, you take a modicum of, like, okay, this is probably. Got some risk to it. Mind
0: you, we had already destroyed the bullseye once, and then we screwed additional boards over the bullseye only- yeah. To attempt to repair the bullseye only to destroy those boards in the bullseye as well.
1: Well, those were the cheapest boards you could find.
0: No, they were just one buys instead of two buys.
1: Yeah, but you come out of your uh, garage like you'd found gold. And I look at him like, these aren't going to last two seconds. That's all I had,
0: man. <laughs> one
1: throw. And it was like, okay, that board's structurally gone now. Oh, well. But it served its purpose. We got the video out of it. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Which, it's insane to me. How many views the video and the, just a the picture of everything in the target got? So
0: maybe they're not sick of axes.
1: Maybe not. Maybe that's what people love. That's what the people want.
0: Or maybe they just want more of the or more of the babblers. Maybe they gotta gotta give the people what they want.
1: Yeah, I mean, we did run it. Well, sadly,
0: I didn't, but you ran
1: into somebody that's a listener. That
0: you know, yeah, uh, he, I'm assuming he's gonna hear this. Oh, that'd be great. it was the very first time. Ever in public, you know who you are, who, you know, we were, I was walking into Nice and Easy and I was just now getting some, some, yeah, I oh yeah, Cliffs now, yeah, my bad, uh, walking into the convenience store There you go. and, uh, I was grabbing myself some beverages cause we were heading off to do some Bales Nails, Bears Bales Nails, and, uh, I'm on my way out and, uh, gentleman turns around sorry I don't I didn't grab your name I apologize um, you probably told you but you yeah I'm really I'm horrible with names so my bad but you were just so shocked <laughs> yeah I was in a state of shock uh, so he I turn around he goes hey are you my brother's name brother and I was like yes I'm his brother. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, I work with him, and then he proceeded to tell me a really hilarious story about <laughs> diarrhea, and uh, <laughs> which was great. And then, uh, you know, after that, I was on my way out the door because Corey was sitting in my car waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And right as I was walking away, he turns around and he goes, "Oh, by the way," he's like, "I really love your guys' podcast." And I was like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> you, you, you what? <laughs> I was like, I didn't have a clue what to say. And then so I was like, uh right Thanks, on. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I bounced because I'm like, what what do I even what what do you say to that?
1: Yeah, so we have talked about it and joked about it before, but we didn't get into podcasting to be like Dude, we're going to get so big. We're going to have all these (laughs) listeners like... I don't even know if I really want (laughs) that. But we're like... We like talking about things. I think we say some funny stuff sometimes. Why don't we just record it and post it online? I mean, that's literally... I think the day that we... to that discussion. I think
0: the day we decided to do the podcast was when we were heading... We were getting... We worked at Harden. Yeah. And we were getting wings... Yeah. From the grog. We yes. had because we we had a thing in our office. It was full of bottles and cans. Mm-hmm. And we w- we would bring in like 12 packs of seltzer and stuff and we would drink them and throw the bottles and cans in there. And every month or so, we would have enough money from bottles and cans that we would take back to have like wings and pizza. Yep. So it was our monthly pizza thing. There was only 3 of us by the way. So yeah, it was our we monthly pizza thing. Uh So we're going. Corey and I are on our way to go get it, and we were talking, and we just went down this rabbit hole, and somehow we ended up with the USS USS citizenship. citizenship. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and then the guy that must be the captain has the short shorts with the flip
0: flops (laughs) on
1: with the with the socks. What was his name? I can't even
0: remember. It was Captain John Something. (sighs) Ah. Uh, so good. This was a this was a classic Corey and Bryson rabbit hole. Where it just keeps getting worse yeah. and
1: worse. It's like, what would they be doing on the USS <laughs> Citizenship? Like, who would be the captain? What activities would you see? And I mean, I'm sure if we were recording at that time, or if people could just see what was going on, they'd think we had gone insane. Because we're just <laughs> laughing. I mean, people on the road that passed us might have been like, what the hell is going on they in that car? probably thought we were
0: super high.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't need drugs or alcohol no. <laughs> <laughs> to do some really stupid stuff. But yeah, so I think, yeah, that's where we definitely started looking into the podcast.
0: I think that day we ordered the microphone.
1: Probably, because with you and I, it's something where we may say, Hey, what about this? And then within 30 to 45 minutes... <laughs> We have Excel spreadsheets <laughs> with what we would need, how we can save money, what it's going to cost to get it started up. Yeah. And I know we did that for the podcast. Yes, we did. How much is it going to cost per month to host that? What do we need to record? What's on sale right now? And that's how we got this microphone. And it's just, we both get into these rabbit holes <laughs> and we just dig deep, 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 deep. And it's yeah. very hard to come back out. Yeah, it
0: is. Yeah, it sure is, but it's worked out so I mean, far. I think, well, I mean, depends on your definition of worked out. True. You know what? Someone in the convenience store told me they liked our podcast. It has worked out. We might as well quit now. Yeah, this There's is we've no peaked. higher level of achievement. We, we've peaked. <laughs> that it's one happened. time, that one guy
1: <laughs> had to listen to our podcast because your brother listens to
0: it. That was... We've peaked. Yeah. That's it. It's never going to be better than this. I
1: think we've done good about keeping the investment into the Pavel Heads podcast pretty low. Because there's a lot of stuff we'd love to do if only we had the money.
0: Yeah, if we were wealthy individuals... <laughs> This thing would be nuts.
1: Yeah, and it wouldn't even be to try and get more people. It would just be like, how good can we make this?
0: Yes, we would have like a studio with insulated walls with like the the um, sound deadening stuff everywhere. And yeah, like, we each have our own microphone, so we're not staring longingly yeah, but into I would each other's still eyes. I would still orient the microphone so that we could stare at each other while we talk. Oh, that makes me all warm and uncomfortable inside. <laughs> Does it make you more uncomfortable that I'm now touching your knee?
1: A little bit. It's weird because I just got a text from you as you did that, so that's kind of
0: interesting. Yep, I texted you without having to text you, huh? Exactly. Or did your phone just apparently just receive something? Oh, it can't be that. Oh no, it must
1: be not. your special powers. Yes, but,
0: but yeah, I mean, we've talked about all I'm the like things we could do. Yes, <laughs>
1: we've talked about all the things we can do with the podcast, the podcast with the podcast, and we're like. Wait, 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 come on. <laughs> this doesn't make us anything. We're just doing this as a hobby. Yeah, actually,
0: <laughs> just last week, uh, because we had a guest on. Yes. Um, I was talking about uh, getting a mixer and microphones yes, yes. and stands and the whole nine yards and just saying a big old effort it and just get everything we need to have up to two guests at once. Yeah. And you're like, it'll only cost... You know, I only cost a couple hundred dollars. Few hundred, probably more like few hundred. And
1: you're like, yeah. And we could get Joe Rogan's mic. I mean, they're expensive, but they're like, they're like three, $400, <laughs> but they're great mics. And I'm like,
0: <laughs> calm down. <laughs> How much again? <laughs> no, we don't need the Joe Rogan mic, but we could get, you know, a couple hundred dollar mixer with like some $30 sure mics, some stands. We'd be good to go. Yeah. So I think... I definitely enjoyed it. Now it was two episodes
1: ago where Dan was on the podcast Yeah, um, before the Halloween week. But I definitely enjoyed having a, a third babbler with us.
0: Yeah. we. You know what? I would like to put this to the audience. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can actually get someone to respond, right? Yeah. Did you guys like us having a guest on?
1: Yeah. What did you think? And the other thing is we're not... It just so happens that Dan is a very accomplished artist with a great band and doing things like Twitch. Right. That is just a a nice little plus bonus side to having him as a guest. But what we think is a really cool opportunity is we want to get people in our lives to join us on the podcast because it's kind of a cool thing to do and we want to share that experience with people. For sure. You know, we're not looking to go get the mayoral candidate for Rome, New York or Camden or whatever it's we're looking to just talk for Although another. that would
0: be fun. It
1: would be interesting.
0: I wouldn't say no. We could bring Babelhead. That's the cool thing about the setup that we have right now. Yeah. We, we have everything we have is completely portable. We could take Babelheads on the road. We could go somewhere else. We could have a podcast at city hall. We're bro- broadcasting live from City Hall.
1: And remember earlier when we talked about a significant increase in quality? <laughs> it, you would go from this yes. to, we're back.
0: <laughs> I can't even do it. No reporting from, from City, City Hall live, you have Bryson and Corey. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, but I don't know. It's something where you know I updated the description on soundcloud a little bit oh you did i changed it to a hobbyist podcast because that's truly what we're about we're not we're not looking for taking ourselves too seriously i hope everybody appreciates that and all the new artwork and stuff we got for the facebook page yes because i think it came out perfect and he
0: the best part is he's talking about how we don't need to spend three four hundred dollars on sound equipment but um that was uh that was quite the investment
1: it was but it was worth it It was worth because i think it's definitely something where yeah we could spend some money on the equipment but to me it's kind of nice to be like yeah we got this and then people see it and they're like this is somewhat legit.
0: Yeah, it makes us look more <laughs> legit than that terrible gray logo that I cooked up in MS Paint. <laughs>
1: Which was our logo for how
0: long? Like... A year and a
1: half. Yeah. And I was looking at the stats and everything on SoundCloud, and it's funny because you can go back to all time, and you see where we started, where we stopped, where we started. <laughs> and it, we're never going to stop, baby.
0: we never going to stop. Baby. We ain't never going to stop.
1: <laughs> and that's a little bit of sample of what we usually do when we're on uh, trips somewhere. Like... uh Boss makes a doubt. Oh, my God. <laughs> just just go it, do it. Nope, put do it. Nope, just, nope. Do, it. Nope, I'm just not do, it. do it. Nope, sing your song, Cory. Nope, but, sing uh, sing me a song, a song of your people. <laughs> nope, but we did play uh, uh a game, and I was thinking, growing up, I know you said you like Monopoly, but did you play board games a bunch? Yeah, definitely.
0: I would like to say that I played them a moderate amount. I mean, I'm not about to tell you I was playing them every week, but yeah. I played them. Yeah, we played them
1: quite a bit. I'd like to start playing board games more. I think now as an adult, I play them more because there's that social aspect to it that we've kind of lost with video games, which we talked with Dan about, but the, uh, the game that I introduced you guys to
0: is, uh, pretty interesting. The one at the, uh, the little get together. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That was, yeah, it was interesting. My first time ever playing. Okay. I don't want to say this in a in a in a horrible way. My first time I ever playing a game that is like a tabletop strategy based game like that.
1: Oh, we're talking about something completely different.
0: Oh, we are. Oh, you're talking about werewolves. Yes, werewolves. Werewolves. I th- uh, sorry, sorry. I w- I was talking about um, was it Battle? Ba- n- well, not Battle. What- uh
1: the game you played was the Drowned Earth.
0: Drowned Earth. Yeah. But
1: uh, there was also Battle Tech going on, and there was also, uh, uh I can't believe I just forgot about the name. War- Warhammer Forty K. And also Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Ah, okay. Um, so those were all the games that were going on. But we can talk about that in a second. I was referring to uh, the One Night Ultimate Werewolf. What did we yes. use? The Werewolf. Because it's an interesting concept where, like, you have to lie sometimes. And you have to do some mystery solving To figure out what you actually are. Yep. And then you have to, if you can't be picked out and called out as the werewolf, have to convince people that you're not. And um, for me, it's a lot more fun to try and lie and be deceptive than just to sit back and be like, yeah, I like to try.
0: I like to at least give it a try. Yeah,
1: because then it's like, well, obviously, but I played it before with some other people, and every time I said I was something... They'd go, you're not the insomniac, I'm the insomniac. And they would always believe the other person because I was always lying. <laughs> so what was nice is when I actually, what sucked was when I was actually the person that I said I was. I got targeted. I'm like, see, I don't lie all the time. But it's fun to, like, mix it up and play a game like that. De werewolf. De Verwulf. Are you the werewolf? Yeah. Yes, but the, the general <laughs> concept of the game and we don't need to go into the full extent of everything but basically what happens is everybody closes their eyes and there's a village and certain villagers have special abilities like they can switch cards between people or steal another person's card and become whatever they were or see what other people's cards were but that's one of the some of the special options the villagers have. The werewolves they wake up and uh, see who each other are if they are both awake at the same time. Because sometimes there's cards in the middle in the rest of the village that you don't you know. You can
0: give, you know, when there's two werewolves, you can look at each other and be like, Sup, bro? Yeah. Give them the knock. Sup, bro?
1: But that, w- the goal of the werewolves is not to get picked out and because then they lose and the villagers win. Or they just want to convince the villagers to vote and kill one of the other villagers. But what sucks is, like, what happened last night is we both wake up, quote-unquote, you and I look at each other and go, yes, good. (laughs) And then we find out, oh, somebody switched my card with somebody (laughs) else. And I go, oh, if that's the case, Bryson's definitely a werewolf. (laughs) And he looks at me and goes, wait, what? No, I mean,
0: (laughs) what? What are you doing? No, I'm not the werewolf. (laughs) I am not the werewolf. (laughs) And it
1: just all kinds of falls apart, and it really throws you for a loop. So... I highly recommend to everybody that likes playing board games as a family to check that out. You have to have the right group because you can't take things too seriously because you have to lie. Yes, yes, you do. So, have to lie. like, if somebody's not gonna be cool with that, it's not for you. But let's talk a little bit about nerdy strategy board games that are uh, miniature based.
0: Yeah. So, um, as everyone knows, uh, I as well as Corey play D anD. d Yes. Um, but I had never played like um turn-based strategy um Mm -hmm. games like uh, like what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um. So, with the foray of Corey and I's newest, latest, and greatest invention that we are not revealing yet, not yet, but soon. soon, Tm. Um. We were there at this little meeting of board game. Type uh, actually it's technically a war game meeting yes um and uh we were showing off our newest thing and so i decided to play a game that Corey brought and it was fun yeah so i have a little bit of everything i'm not huge into it
1: i enjoy it for the strategy portion but one a lot of war games are very expensive yeah you're looking at hundreds and hundreds of dollars to build like a standard army then you have to actually build them and then you have to paint them And then you have to get the... It's a lot of money and a lot of investment and a lot of time because those games generally take four to six hours. Right. And that's not including the time that you see the hours upon hours upon hours of hand painting. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I like it a lot, but it's not something that I do a ton of. So the one I brought is a lot smaller scale where instead of 50 to 100 guys or more, you have five. Right. Which is kind of nice because then it's simpler but uh we played that and if you haven't heard of the drowned earth or are interested in games like that i think it's a pretty reasonable option and you can find them online they're actually based out of the uk because war gaming is huge over there huge uh like over here it's very hard for something like that to survive i don't know why but over there it's a lot more common Hmm. like historical reenactment battle systems are crazy over there but uh yeah so it's very much take risk and then bump it up to a million would you
0: agree yeah yeah
1: so obviously the one you played took maybe an hour an hour and a half
0: could have taken like 45 minutes half hour though
1: yeah that's true but um things were going on that's fine yeah but it was a very simplified version so you could learn the rules And the idea is, like, sometimes you have to take that gamble. Yes, which I did.
0: And it was successful. Yeah, it was. I should have lost that round, for sure. Yes, you should, but... He he was definitely... He had the superior strategy to mine. Yeah. But, in this case, Brawn prevailed over Brain.
1: Yes, running through a spread of Gatling gun laser (laughs) fire. The other thing is, though, you can never... There was some rules things that needed clarification. It's all this and that, but everybody was playing to have fun, right? But, um, it's it's a fun way because you know you're in for a while, and it's just another reason why I'm very much not a huge fan of it. Is don't get I am very competitive, but I'm also not very competitive. It's weird. So in a game like that, I want to win and I want to have like an amazing strategy. But I also don't want to just completely crush the other person. <laughs> so, like, i it's a war with myself while I'm having a
0: war, a mock wow. war with another. Wow, Corey. Yeah. That didn't sound like you were tooting your own fiddle or anything like that. What? No. No. Oh, you know, it's a battle for me not to obliterate
1: my opponent. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, um, I have to hold
1: back. A lot of people definitely take it very serious. I am and too when when you are playing a game for four to five hours with someone, yeah, you don't want to be a dig about yeah, it. Yeah, I want it to be an enjoyable experience, not like, are you sure? Did, did you really move that an inch? It looks more like an inch and a quarter. You might have to, can you remeasure that? <laughs> that for me? was what
0: I was like when we because when we were measuring because for these games you do need a tape measure. Yeah, and we were measuring, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I was being a little liberal with it. Yeah, because who cares? I mean, yeah. if it's like. If you're measuring from the front of a round object, yeah. and you are and you measure it, and it, you can move your guy seven inches, and you moved him seven and an eighth, yeah. I don't care.
1: Yeah, but the other thing is that believe, there are people that will just abuse that, and I think the thing is, you know if somebody's going to be like that, because as soon as they start playing oh, this person's doing shifty stuff. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, on the other games that you didn't see, you roll, like, 30 to 40 dice at a time. Right. And it's like, so you're just parting the sea of dice into passes and fails. And it's very easy for somebody to just slip a couple more in when you're not paying attention. And that's the thing is, like, I play those games because, one, I like the strategy of it, and I do want to win. But I'm also, like, I enjoy talking to somebody and, you know cuz you're there for 4 hours.
0: You know, not for nothing. People get people get annoyed with how long Monopoly takes. They have yeah. no idea. Yeah, that's the thing is like there's
1: board gaming and then there's this whole other level of board gaming <laughs> and then there's war gaming, which it, is just like if somebody gets upset about Monopoly,
0: forget about they it. They have no idea. Forget about like, it. Like when a turn takes a half an hour. It reminds me uh not to the same scale, but Back in way back in the day, and I know we do a lot of World of Warcraft references, but i played mm-hmm. a lot of World of Warcraft, so I have to. Yeah. So, it reminds me of old-school Alterac Valley. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember way back. Like, uh, Burning... Yeah. I think they patched it in Wrath.
1: Of course I remember, bro.
0: So, this battleground... It was a player-versus-player player battleground. For those of you who don't play uh, World of Warcraft, it's a huge map. Yeah. I mean, huge. It's like... It's it's basically like a whole zone, yeah. In and it, and it's a uh, what is it one hundred v one hundred something like it's that. It's a big big thing, and um, the interesting thing about it is instead of just you know like a team deathmatch style where it's just kill each other and whoever has the most points wins, it is a objective based thing where you have to kill the enemy leader and yeah. whoever kills the enemy leader first wins. Um, or whoever drains the other team of resources first wins yeah well back in the day there was no like timers or anything that kept you from um, winning or kept you from losing like quickly or whatever yep. now they have like time gating and stuff mm-hmm. built in Well back in the day Ultric Valley battles would sometimes last days yeah. actual days yeah and so that's so cool people would people would start a battleground on like Monday morning. Yeah. right and then they would play for like eight freaking hours yeah right and then they would have to log off yeah because you don't want to lose the you don't want to miss out on the battleground so you'd just log off in the middle of this battleground and you'd come back the next day and you log back in and you're still in this battle yeah and it's still going yeah
1: and it's crazy to me we're gonna get a little bit nerdy here um and I think it's a good perhaps topic for a full thing but i think as somebody who's played video games there's always like oh man why don't they just make a video game like this but that is so cool where it's like a hundred people working against a hundred other people for a goal that takes an extended period of time yes like why don't we have more games like that anymore where you can jump in and it's like okay we've progressed the line since i was on eight hours ago (laughs) 10 feet down the road let's keep playing and keep pushing it and see where we get
0: probably because we live in a day of instant gratification true
1: i guess that's people don't want to
0: people want a 15 minute team deathmatch call of duty game they don't want a four day war campaign
1: yeah which to me is we do like it just you and I want awesome. a like, the idea, war Like camping. you can sign on for a week straight and still and fight the day, same battle. Each day you're working on getting to that last objective, yes. and then on that last objective, you finally are like, all right, it's time to try and take this. And if you succeed,
0: and wow, and if it was not, and it was hard back, at back it. in the day. Like that raid boss, the the, the or, sorry the the boss of the other faction was like a raid boss. Like yeah. so, you had to have a solid forty geared players to kill it. Yeah and I,
1: I now it's kind of i know they still have it or at least they did when i played before you can you can absolutely but obliterate yeah, those yeah it's just like now. so quick it's like a race
0: it is more of a race so like you so back in the day you used to actually fight and stuff in the middle yeah. now the two teams basically run right past each other to get to the enemy base yeah
1: and it, it just i'm like I redrawn because I'm like, man, I can play Alterac Valley again. I had no idea. I'm so excited. And we're in the long line. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to go meet in the middle. This is great. And then we just start passing them. And I'm like, but but
0: there, they're right there. There's a army right here. Why are we running past them?
1: Yeah, but I think what we're going to have to do is uh, talk a little bit about that in, on the next episode.
0: Yeah, probably. Because I
1: think that's a good wrapping point. So uh, This is going to be a short one, huh? Yeah, that's okay
0: Uh, Fair enough. You're worried about your house burning. I am. So
1: (laughs) I'll let you know how that goes on the next one. Peace. Later. My phone is ringing. (laughs) So you know what I'm thinking. All right, since my house isn't burning down, you want to do something or we want to just call it there?